0: And they put this much research into it, but what really perked Myers up is when I heard that they do not allow anybody that's employed by the government in any way, anybody that gets a government paid paycheck, to participate in this. So right there, yeah. you exclude a, a a good chunk of criminals, and oh, uh, you forget. know it even extends on into. Uh, Certain other less desirable elements, you know, out there that you know they they really don't want um, infiltrators. You know,
1: yeah, there it's 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 really well that that part is just super obvious, right? Because the whole point of tactical civics is to teach us real American civics as it was intended, and uh, the the what was intended is that Americans would be the law enforcement arm making sure that the government, whether it's local, state, or federal, uh, was, you know, not engaging in any, any crime. So that, that part is easy. Um, I guess it is, I, but it, it, it is worth, worth talking about. No, you can't, whether you're a librarian or a school teacher, anybody who's getting money from the taxpayer cannot be part of tactical civics. Because by definition, you have a conflict of interest. And one of the very first things that they point out in the the book that they provide is that one of the biggest problems that we have is that all of these uh, government employees have unions, right? right. So the, the union of the librarians who are pushing... So, you know, sodomites crap on us right now. Right. And, uh, it's all, you know, all of these different government agencies actually have unions, which are by definition opposed to the taxpayer. So anyway, you cannot be a, a, a politician or a librarian or employed by the federal government or any government and be part of the organization. And then the other thing is that they are a private Christian organization. You can't be Muslim. They will not let Muslims in the organization there. They definitely are very happy to tell you that they have a prejudice against Muslims. Now they don't have that same prejudice against Jews, but what David Zaniga has said is that there is no such thing as a Judeo Christian. He, he just Flatly says, that's not a thing that doesn't exist in nature. It's not, it doesn't make any sense. Now he doesn't elaborate on that and he doesn't spend a lot of time talking about that, but I did hear him say that. And to be honest, that was one of the reasons why I was, uh, I was attracted to this organization. It's like, okay, right. I mean, at this at this stage, at the late stage of our civilization, uh, if we can get anybody to admit that out loud, and this is the leader of the organization, then that's a good thing. That means we've got something we can work with. Right? Right. There's, there's a level of intellectual honesty there that even if they are not going to go as far as I would like them to go on that issue, um there's, you, you can work with that. So right. Happy it's see, almost, it's almost like it's
0: code for, you know, at this time, you know, it's not not appropriate to say that because, yeah. you know, of course, it's such a hot-button hot issue, and it's easy to, you know, brand you once you start coming out. But, you know, again, they're, they're, you got to understand, they're trying to get as many people to participate as possible. That's why they have to have a normie stance, I guess, you know, that's, in a way.
1: That's, that's exactly right. That's exactly it, and they're not. These are not dumb people, right? These are these are intelligent, mostly men, thankfully, and they've all and they've been very successful in their life. They're godly men, you know. They really understand uh, what they're talking about. They've done the research on the Constitution. And they're they're prepared to do something that's pretty radical from a certain point of view. But they're so clear that it's the right thing to do. They have the moral authority, in other words. They know that it's the godly right thing to do, to stand up against criminals. And they did the research that was necessary to figure out how to do it. They didn't rush through it. Now, look, I've been involved in organizations that also are pretty clear about all the problems that we have. We're all pretty much geniuses at this point about all the insanity and the criminality in our in our world.
2: Right.
1: But these people took 16 years to put it all together. They're highly organized. They're very successful people in their own right. And they're prepared to do everything that needs to be done to to bring the country back
0: and right, and that's why I want to have Jeff back on just to elaborate more on the plan, the nuts and bolts of it, like how they are envisioning this, you know what you know what their membership's like, you know stuff like that. so I really want to get away from the whole uh, well, what what know, founding father stuff'.
2: I got I a lot of listeners
0: that are, you know, listen, you know, follow Michael Gaddy and, you know, figures like that. And, you know, put all that aside for a minute. We we, we get that. But these these people are just trying to get the masses to participate and actually, you know, get off their butts and do something. Because that's really what it's going to take. We're going to all have to participate and work together. So.
1: Well, so, so how what what tactical civic says is what you really need is you need. One half of one percent of the county that you live in to get a chapter off the ground, and so they so the 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 four the four pillars of tactical civics is first Jesus Christ, second Constitution, third the grand juries, and fourth the militia. And they don't state militias. The state—it's a state militia. Right. It, it, you might develop it at the county level, but it's still technically a state state militia as far as the constitution is is concerned. Those are the four pillars, and then I think they have uh, uh, like their four goals are first of all membership. Well, before their little eighteen-hour marathon, which happened just Tuesday, there were five thousand members. And uh, you know maybe I'll call you back next week and tell you how, what the membership is as of this week because the three influencers that they got in front of on Tuesday, you know e- each of them has hundred thousand uh, member audiences. So they really expected that this week would have a massive influx of people, and they're preparing for it. They're you know they they have a um, uh, uh, their training center is on a particular platform. they think that platform is not necessarily going to be large enough for all the people that they anticipate coming in so um, I think it's this is this just does seem to be the right time and to be honest, I think the immigration issue is the issue that is is really the one that is going to make people pay attention to the grand jury system, because at the local... What we have is a bunch bunch of NGOs, a bunch of church organizations, Catholic organizations mostly, also Protestant Christian organizations and Jewish organizations that are actually facilitating this invasion of our border. Right? Right. Right. So... um, If you go back a a week, I think it was January 24th, on Patriot Street Fighter's uh, uh, Rumble channel, the three of them, Pete Santilli, Ann Vanderstil, and Scott McKay, the guy, Patriot Street Street Fighter, had a little hour-long emergency broadcast. This is a, a week ago, Friday. So what date that was exactly, I'm not sure. But a week ago this Friday, they did a little hour-long thing, and they talked about how we can use the tactical civics thing at the local level and go find out who in our local county is facilitating, allowing some of these people to come into our county and just sit around on their butts until they can go go. I, I, it's a little foggy to me exactly what, exact, what exactly is happening, but apparently these people come into the country and they just sit in whatever facility they are given to sit in while they await their hearing so that they can come out and be citizens. I don't know. I don't quite understand it. Well,
0: yeah, there's a there's a lot going on there. I mean, now they're getting put up in old schools and whatnot. They were being put up in hotels, and, you know, you really wouldn't see them. And, actually, I saw one of the hotels. I tr- we drove up to the gate, and there was uh, security there. And I think right. they were armed, I'm pretty sure. And they said, you know, like, you, gotta, you need to leave. And I asked them what this was, what it was, and, of course, they didn't really want to say. But, you know, who knows what they were there watching or doing for all that time, because you really wouldn't see them outside. Um, you know, it's, it's right. kind of bizarre.
1: Right. Well, so this is what the grand jury can do. So the grand jury can convene to investigate actual crimes, but it is also capable of, cra- of convening just
0: to do an investigation, even
1: if there isn't any definite crime that they can put, put their finger on.
0: Right. And well, is, I, w- I just want to this- add real quick. Uh, this is a lot of this stuff is happening at your local levels. The local county right. levels are fully bought in. Like my my county is uh, got this carbon neutrality plan, and they you know they think they're going to be you know a leader for India and China to model after this little community. And I'm like, you guys are crazy. But this is all being funded by these NGOs. Like they're actually paying people to get in at the county level and the county has appointed this liaison, this carbon neutrality, you know, expert or whatever they call them. And uh, this is actually being driven at the local level. So and I guarantee it's happening in your community too. Mine, yours, that's everybody's. Right. All of us. So that, of that's where community. we need to put a stop to it because you're right. That's where we have the best chance. None of us are going to go that's, out and,
1: you know. That's, that's where we maybe have the only chance. So anyway, back to this marathon um, on the link that I sent, sent you, if you go to uh, hour three, three hours and three minutes, you're going to see Ann Vandersteel do a an interview of a guy named Mike Zorano. Now, he this guy is a tactical civics guy, and he's in Florida, and he has created the model. Uh, grand jury that we are looking for and that's how he views what his work is so apparently in april of 2022 he was a he brought four different i don't know i don't know the mechanics of it i don't know how exactly it works but he wanted four grand juries on four different subjects one was the covid crime the other was the election steal Uh, The third one was the um, border crisis. And the fourth one was the sodomite agenda, right? And he gives credit to, uh, uh, what's his name down in Florida? What's our governor down there? DeSantis. Yeah, he gives credit to DeSantis and also to the judge of the supreme court in florida because they did convene at least two of those juries and so they're on their fifth presentment on the issue of the border crisis and he said the fifth presentment has something like 146 pages of all the the improprieties that are taking place in the floor in florida as a result right. of the, the the board the the border crisis right and anyway this is a guy who was a conspiracy theorist from back in the 1980s and he's just an alpha male from the word go he's just his his whole vibe and his whole presentation is is exactly what we need right now and he's the one that brought those to the state of florida and he feels certain that the state of florida is going to be the model legislation for the rest of the country on the grand jury process and he makes the point he said there's there there are four boxes i think how did he put it he said the the first box is the soap box where you complain about what's going on to your politicians Uh, the second box is the ballot box the third box is the grand jury, the the, the jury box, and the fourth right. box is the cartridge, cartridge box, right? Where <laughs> if you can't with the third box, if you can't through the grand jury system get the justice that you're looking for, then you leave, leave us no choice but war. That's basically what he said. So this is the kind of guy that we're talking about, right, right? We're talking well, about real warriors, real alpha males, but also very godly men, and and they're just, they've had it.
0: Well, that's, that's what ready. all the callers, Lark calls in and says, you know, we need generals, not crybabies and keyboard warriors. I mean, we do need some keyboard warriors, but, you know, we do need some generals to step up and, you know, kind of help, uh, like you're saying, lead the way a little bit, because... Uh, I mean, collectively, humans are smart enough to figure this out. And uh, it's like we the, the problem is we're so divided. We need to learn how to work together, learn how to combine our efforts and resources. So if what you're saying is true, where well, they really did put in 88,000 hours of um, work and research into this, that's a pretty remarkable feat. So I'd like to learn a little bit more about that when Jeff comes back on. But um, Jeff back I got, on, I got right. Ken in Texas that called in and wanted to welcome Ken to in see what he's got to add to the conversation. I know you, you called in when uh, Jeff um, was was talking, right, Ken? Yeah, hey. Um, hey, Ken.
3: Uh, it's hard for me to know exactly what to say so that, you know, i, I live to see another day. But um, what you're talking about doing is going to cost you everything it's it's very similar to you know what happened in the beginning of this country that in order for people to do what they did they lost everything houses homes families and a lot of them their lives so uh,
0: I well, think people need the alternative to- is it's going to cost us everything too because eventually they're just going to take everything from us you know they're going to put us in a spot where you know, they start just taking us out in the, the bread trucks like they didn't rush it.
3: No, I, I agree with that. I'm just saying that people need to wake up and smell the coffee that this is so far along right. that that's even right. if you convene a grand jury, that's like, well, why don't we have Hamas convene a grand jury? You know, it'll just take everybody out. Um,
1: wait, I, wait, wait, wait. I don't understand the... the that question, I don't understand the correlation between Hamas convening a grand jury and Americans convening a grand jury at their local county level.
3: It's an analogy that, that uh, if they were to do that, they would be laughed at and completely leveled.
1: Well, it, the, the, here, here's the goal. Here's the goal. The goal is to get the membership up high enough Look, these these are smart men they didn't they didn't they realize who the enemy is very well they've got a very clear understanding of the enemy they know that they can't pull the trigger before the time is ripe, and so they know they have to get enough of a membership before they begin the process of getting uh, uh, legislation passed at the local level um for uh, for the grand jury thing. So the goal for the, they've got four goals. The first goal is membership. And then the second goal is to get legislation passed at the local level. First, you do the grand jury thing. Second, you do the militia piece. That's the big, that's the big deal. So that's, those are the two first goals, and they know not to do the second goal until they have enough membership to do the first goal. And this is another reason why I was attracted to the organization because, like I say, I've been involved in other organizations where you're doing things at such a small scale that you're just going to be stamped out before you even get started, right? So... After, you get, after that second thing, then the, or, then the goal is uh, about the, the uh, number of people. It's, it's about changing what it, they call our first right. And our first right is that we have local representation. So right now we only have 435 people in, in the House of Representatives that represents all of the people across the United States. And what they want to do is is get ratified the the, the what was originally intended to be the the first um, amendment to the Bill of Rights, where at most our representatives only represent fifty thousand people. So you've got sixty four hundred uh, representatives as opposed to four hundred and thirty five. So they've got very specific goals. And the goals are a little radical from the perspective of the ordinary, you know, person. And really from even us on the right, it's radical. But honestly, don't we need a radical solution at this point? I mean...
0: Yeah. I I mean, I agree, but... Is that a
3: rhetorical question? (laughs) Well, yes, I think if you know. take into account what Mike Gaddy has hammered home over and over and over again, you can't count on the Constitution. There are holes in the Constitution that allow them to override any of those things that you've talked about. So you have to go back pre-constitution to whatever system of jurisprudence you want to uh, go with. You know whether it's Articles, of Confederation, or whatever, um, because the Constitution was specifically built to uh, facilitate what has happened, and I just don't have the time to get into all of that. But
1: but here's the thing, is anybody who is representing the Articles of Confederation standing up right now today that has already 5,000 members that's prepared to help us work this out? In other words, these people are here, they're present, they're right now, they're organized, they're... They're giving their money, their sacred honor, their energy. They're starting this process. And we've got this guy, uh, Mike um, Zorano, from the Florida Fix, who is standing up and doing what he needs to do in the state of Florida to show us the way. I mean, it's actually happening. You know what? I'm just, I'm so, I I don't want to cuss, Travis. I know I I don't want to cuss. But I'm so effing sick of talking about the friggin' problem. I know the problem inside and out. I'm a genius at the problem. But I don't, I don't want to talk about the problem anymore. I want right, to talk but, about but the solution. And these people points. are actually doing something. And if you go onto their website and you see what they're attempting to do, you will see that they are highly organized. They are brilliant people. They've done their homework. It might not be perfect, but we're never going to find anything perfect. We just need to find something that is actually started. It's actually working.
3: I understand that we have to be active and not be nouns or pronouns, but be verbs. And it's like the Hebrew language is based on action, Um, active sense. Uh, but at the same time, a hamster running in his wheel is doing something, but he's going nowhere. And well, so, well, all that I'm trying to say... I'm not,
1: I'm not, I'm not really fond of analogies. I'm not fond of analogies. I'm not talking about hamsters. I'm talking about actual men who are actually doing something, and it's actually happening. We're not hamsters. This guy in Florida, Mike Serrano has convened four grand juries on the four major issues that are confronting our country today. That's phenomenal. Can we stop and just pay attention to it and realize what that means? It's historic. It's friggin' historic. Can we can we recognize that? Honestly, okay, so the Florida Fix, if you go to the website, the dot com. It's gonna automatically change you over to something called Congress, CountyCongress.com. That's their website. And you can see what they're doing. I would recommend that you go pay attention to people who are actually being effective and starting the process. And obviously we are we're trying to start something that's never been done before we're actually finally finishing up what our founding fathers had really intended for us to do but was never done, which is that we really literally decide to be the law enforcement arm of the government, private individuals, volunteers who are not part of the government, not getting paid, don't get any taxpayer money, you know, and we actually do the job of making sure that the people who are representing us are honest people and we start prosecuting them and start putting them in jail when they aren't. That's the only thing we can do.
0: Right. Well, let me, let me we got a break thinking. coming up here yeah. in about four minutes, but let me, I want to bridge the gap here because I see what both of you guys are saying and I think there is a solution. You're going to have to ride with what the people hold in their hearts. You're going to have to use that energy and that momentum to get people off their butts, to see there's a problem. But at the same time, I see what Ken's saying. In some ways, the Constitution, all that crap needs to be scrapped, and we need to uh, get back to what really uh, matters. you got to get the power out of the federal government, back into the states, and uh, back into the people, basically. So I see both both sides of this. Well, and I agree here's, with Ken here's the, a lot of His concerns is the but bottom man. line. If you're doing it as a U.S. citizen and not a U.S. national,
3: then you're you're simply just serfs trying to overthrow your feudal lord. I rest my case.
1: Yeah, I, I yeah know and, that. and that's a I, great I gotta point. Tell, I got to tell you, I'm going to push back against that. This is maybe, maybe, maybe we can't do that because you've got a break you got a break right no, now no ahead.
0: you got 3 minutes at least
1: yeah yeah i, I got to push back against that because what you're talking about is something that is is so esoteric and so outside of the purview of the ordinary american citizen that they're not even going to understand what you're talking about what does this mean you know state state nationalist but they are well, gonna well that's
3: like me system. saying enjoy your hamster wheel
1: uh i 'm not making an analogy i 'm saying specifically that what you 're claiming is going to be a problem is really not going to be a problem because the ordinary look if 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 i 'm successful, as I intend to be, in getting legislation passed at my local county, which is a small county in in Tennessee, this is not a large county I'm, i don 't have to convert a gazillion people, right. I only have to work at the local level that I'm at to get legislation passed so that we can have a grand jury system that actually works the way it was actually intended to work. And then next is the model legislation that's already been created. The legislation's there to get a militia to back up the grand jury, right?, these are all things that we have a long history of. This is a thousand years of English common law with the grand jury system. And, right. and, and I keep, right. I'm, I'm hearing some feedback, so I didn't want to.
0: No, you're good. We're just going to have to take a break real quick and I'll let Ken respond and when he comes back. So hang tight guys. This is a good, uh, good discussion. I like this conflicting points. <laughs>
4: You got color in your cheeks. What the truth? You can't handle the truth. You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network. Real news, real talk, real people, because you can handle the truth. Consider this. Dead people see only what they want to see. And frankly, most of us are still dead. Let me give you the lessons of gold and five easy lessons. Number one, don't buy it because you need to make money. You buy gold because you need to protect the money you already have. Don't ever look at the price as a barrier. Look at it as an incentive. Number three, don't buy its paper pretenders. We talked about that a lot. Buy gold. Buy the real thing in the form of coins and bullion. Fourth, don't fall prey to glitzy television or Facebook ads. Do your due diligence instead, and that's what I try to provide you with and have for 26 and a half years on the air and 30 years in this profession. Fifth, don't allow naysayers to divert your interest. Allow yourself the right to protect your interests as you see fit. Jeff Bennett here. And one of the ways you can do that is to contact Kettle Moraine Limited. Contact me by calling or texting me at 602-799-8214. 602-799-8214. You can also email me at ltd at net. Let me help you protect your wealth and your family today. Once again, call or text us at 602 799 Eight two one four, or visit our website, Sierra Madre Precious com. Be glad to help you out, be glad to answer your questions. That's what we're here for. No pressure, just good, hard, common sense. The decision then becomes up to you.
2: Are you one of the millions of people who feel like there is a dark cloud hanging over their heads whenever they're using pharmaceutical drugs?
4: Free shipping on orders over $50. See the banners for Hemp Paste at republicbroadcasting.org and visit hemppaste.com slash rbn.
3: Until I
0: fall asleep Spilling drinks on uh, my Welcome back. Got a lively discussion with my friend Ray and my friend Ken. I'm glad you both called in. Um, you know, just to... Just, uh, I mean, I, I see both of where you guys are coming from, and there has to be a bridge here. And I'm, again, the bridge, what I would think is you know, we're at a, a critical time. We're, we're really at the final hour, and uh, we need to get something going. So I see Not where definitely. you're coming from, Ray, with, like, immediately jumping in taking action, doing this, that, and the other thing. But, however, at the deeper level, I think Ken is right in, in principle because there is a lot of uh, meaning to what, what I just read with the, um, you know, that executive order that considered us basically property you know, they consider humans property. And so there's a lot of truth to, you know, the cista trusts and, you know, the whole birth certificate fraud and all can that. I, so, I, So again, let me, let you know, just say, to bridge this let me thing. Say
1: something that, let me say something first that's sort of, uh, it's very tangential, but I just wanted to make sure that I got it in. So, so Jeff Calhoun is a person that I spoke to for the first time only just three to four weeks ago. And the thing is, he, so I live in Tennessee. He is the regional coordinator between Tennessee, uh, Kentucky, and another state. Can't remember which one. So that's why I got in touch with him to have him come on to Travis's show. So in my initial conversation with him, I, I already knew the answer to this, but I wanted to just see what he would say. So, so I asked him about you know the whole Zionist agenda, and what he said to me, and I think I think I'm quoting him correctly is that Zionism is a diabolical uh, uh, agenda, and that he wants nothing to do with it. So between him saying that and uh, David Zuniga saying that. That there's that there's no such thing that that Judeo Christianity is not a thing doesn't doesn't exist. He didn't he didn't elaborate on it with whatever interview I heard him saying this uh, this, but he said it's not a thing. It doesn't exist. So um, so anyway, so that what that tells me is that we're dealing with people who are of an. uh, a level of intellectual honesty that wherever we start we're going to end up in some place far far better than where we're at right now. Anyway, I know that's not exactly related to what we were talking about, but I wanted to just put that in there.
0: No, yeah, no, I mean that's good. Uh, Ken, do you want to jump in? What's your thoughts? I know I know you're you're uh, pretty hardcore in the state national thing and like I said I I agree in principle but what i was saying is maybe they can, we could bridge this divide and, and get get something going while at the same time the people that are into what you're talking about can help the rest of us catch up and figure that out well <laughs> get, the bottom line yeah. is that uh, you can't do anything uh
3: regarding the feudal lord while you're still uh agreeing to be uh, subservient to the feudal lord, you know, protection for allegiance, allegiance for protection. So until you exit that system, you owe everything to the feudal system and your property of the feudal system. And so it doesn't matter if you've done 80,000 or 80 million hours of research. If you don't know that you're in the feudal system uh, and that your property um you're in, you're in a hamster wheel. That's just the short way to
1: say it. so not so how to would a, you
5: how
1: a, how a, would you're you're bridge that about,
5: then?
1: You're talking about a feudal system. You're saying that in reality there's a legal system that we all are unaware of that's actually operating. That's what you're saying. I think that's what you're saying. But the point is the only system that really matters are the people who are making the decisions in terms of criminality. So, you know, if I'm able to convene a grand jury and root out the corruption at the local government level in my little county here in Tennessee, whatever you're talking about isn't going to mean anything to them because what's going to be in front of the grand jury are are, uh, facts about this criminality, and is this guy going to go to jail or not going to go to jail? In other words, are we the people going to figure out that we are the law enforcement agent of the Constitution, right? And then whoever is the law enforcement of the Constitution are the people who are going to be making the rules. So right now, what we have is the law enforcement of whatever the F, the system is that we're living in now, believe whatever it is that they believe, but whatever it is they believe, they're the ones that have the power. So whoever ends up with the power is the one who is going to be able to, to put people in jail, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right? So I, I appreciate what you're saying. I understand it. But all you're saying is that if people just change their mind and have a different understanding of what's going on, then things will be different, right? But, that's, but the reality is the only thing that's, that's different, the only thing that makes a difference is whoever is in power is deciding what the law says. Am I making sense? I feel like I didn't say that exactly how I want to say it, but I feel like this is always true with all these esoteric ideas about who's in control, right? Well, that depends upon whoever has the, the, the keys to the kingdom. Whoever is in control, whoever can put you in jail, it's whatever they believe, right? Right?
0: Yeah, why do you respond, Ken? You're,
1: just,
3: you're, you're bypassing the first three steps and going to step number four, is what you're saying. And I'm saying you'll get squished like a bug. And I'm, I'm not going to argue. Oh, what, I said I, my wait, piece.
1: Wait. Okay, what are the first three steps?
3: The three boxes before the cartridge box, which actually, um, that's a saying that uh, there's three boxes, actually, and you, you all have have modified that term to include the grand jury box. Uh, so, look, I, I'm not going to take a quiz on what you're talking about. I, I, no, I heard what you, you said. I'm
1: quizzing you on what you're saying. I'm asking you what you mean when you say that.
3: I mean exactly what you just said. What did you say? Bypa- I'm
1: that. By- I'm bypassing what? By- look, if we have at the local level, if we get... Legislation passed. No, I heard
3: that the first four or five times you said that. I don't need to hear it again.
1: Oh, okay.
3: And I was pretty clear saying you bypassed the first three boxes and have gone straight to the cartridge box. Because you're saying power. We'll do it by power. Good luck with that. I'm not going to argue anymore. I've, I've said my piece and... You can do whatever you, you want with that. I'm not going to argue with you. But I appreciate your passion. I appreciate what you're trying to do. But at the same time, you're going to get outflanked. Or you have chinks in your armor. I'm trying to point them out. That's all I'm trying to do. I don't want to
0: argue anymore. I yield. I'll let you respond, up. Ray, if you got a response.
1: Uh, well, my response is just I'm a practical person, and all I'm looking at is if we can get legislation. Look, have you ever heard of the Tenth Amendment organization? There's there's an organization that's been around since the Ron Paul movement started back in 2007. It's called the Tenth Amendment Center. And what the Tenth Amendment Center does is they create model legislate, but you know, of course the Tenth Amendment says that anything that isn't specif- specifically in the Constitution is relegated to the state, right? And so the Tenth Amendment Center lives, exists to remind us that overwhelmingly what the Congress is doing, 80% of what they're doing, is what really the state is supposed to be doing. And so what they do is they create model legislation (laughs) for state legislatures to implement, to take back that power, right? And they've been a very effective organization. They're kind of behind the scenes. A lot of people don't know about them. I've been aware of them for a lot of years. They do good stuff, right? Well, that's what tactical civics is doing it's creating model legislation that we can introduce at the county level look look we have to be honest with ourselves about the fact that the the overwhelming majority not the overwhelming a lot of people are not going to get it at first it's going to take a while but you've got to start at at some place
0: right and hey, that's hold on where a second. Right, right. I get. I got. It. I got two callers. I want to get the, get to them. So let's. Uh, we'll have uh, JJ from Washington come in real quick. What do you got, JJ? How you doing? Good evening. Thank you. Am I live? Am I live? You're live.
2: You're you're uh, on air. What cool, you got to cool, add? Because I got cool, one more.
0: I want cool. to get to too, Because just to be fair. Cool. cool. But go I'll ahead, but, JJ. As, quick as I can, I'll be trying to be as quick as I can.
2: What we're talking about is the Seventh Amendment, common law grand jury. I don't hear you saying common law, and that kind of. Uh, puts a red flag up for me. The difference is the common law is outside and above of the jurisprudence of the bar and all this crap that's running the country right now in a legal right. manner. And what that is, what the problem is, what we're dealing with is Talmudic color of law. And in a right. system of thought, it's communitarian. What the EU has run under since it's existed. And I would like to ask people, could you tell me What the EU has done for those countries is positive and beneficial. They pretty much destroyed them. They've gutted them. And that's what's coming. That's what's here. That's what the world, New World Order, the only way, as far as I'm concerned, the only way the New World Order can come into being is with communitarianism. Because the people do it for for them, to themselves. It's the people that, you know, that's why we don't need police, because they want people to be the police like Bill Clinton said way back, you know, the guy who said, we need a uh, uh, third, uh, the third way. That's what his way of saying communitarianism. Did Obama say was that? a trained communitarian.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's yes, what's sir.
2: going on. But anyway, back to the point and what this other guy is saying, is pretty much a poster child for what the CIA and FBI and MI5 and all these agencies exist to do and create is fear in the people that if you stand up you're gonna get whack a mole. We don't need any nationalism. We need all we need is people say, Hey, I'm free and I'm gonna live free daily and you're not gonna stop me. Right I live freedom that's and right. by the rules of God our Creator and that's it. It's done. We don't yeah. need any permission. Yeah, I'm
1: kinda of, I'm kind of I'm kind of right there because uh you know even though I'm not a Christian and I never had any formal Christian training or any formal spiritual training, and it was just, I was always on my own. I kind of figured it out as I went along. I really appreciate the fact that the Bible has said, I guess there's just dozens and dozens of times where the Bible says, do not fear, do not fear, do not fear. Right. And that's the, that's the biggest, that's the biggest, biggest thing. So this is also another reason why I really love, I, I just got to encourage you to go listen to this guide I can't remember, Mike Zerano, and he he also, he's a Christian, you know, but he's a Christian warrior. He's not like a Christian beta, which is what we've been so accustomed to seeing in sort of the mainstream, uh, you know, uh, uh, environment, and and he, he quotes uh, something from Psalms. I don't know what it is because I'm not a Christian, and so... The Bible is all new to me, but, but one of the things that he just says in such an alpha way is just don't be afraid. Just stop being afraid. For God's sake, stop being afraid. And right. that's the peace right there. Right. That's the piece right there. It's all you yes. have to do is, is stop being afraid and start something. Anything we start is better than nothing.
0: Right. right. Hey, uh, I guess all oh, hang on, but I want to invite Jason. Got about uh, seven minutes left, so I want to invite Jason up. Jason and P.A., how you doing? What do you got to add? How you doing?
5: Hey, guys. Alright, alright. Great discussion. Um, So, uh, what I'm hearing is basically to create a system by us, the people, to tar and feather and put fear into the the politicians and uh, the the 4%, if you guys ever read the book, uh, The Sociopath Next Door, there's about 4% of the population anywhere, especially in industrial countries, that are sociopathic and, and have no empathy whatsoever. And they usually tend to uh, gravitate and raise to the power uh, positions, right? Politicians, CEOs, etc., uh, presidents, um, and because they can't relate and lack the empathy of a normal, developed person, um, we need to put that system back in place that, that, that they have pretty much gotten rid of, the tar and feather system, right, yeah, to, right. to <laughs> what, what did they used to say, to run them out on the rail, uh, as well as tar and feathers. So because they have no fear of, of, of any, and, and they created Definitely. these CIA organizations to put fear into us, the public, when we're the, the 99%, and we could squash them like a bug, right? And, and they're and, using exactly. their tactics against it's, us. It's, instead, it's, yeah. That's why it's not a, po-
1: a political problem. It's a, it's a, uh, a criminal problem. It's a law enforcement problem. It's not, right. it's not a political problem. We need to put these people in jail. And honestly, I'm just, I, you know, I started out as a low-information Democrat voter uh, for, for decades, half my life. And in 2007, when I heard a real Republican have the opportunity to actually speak, Uh, I I immediately realized that I'm actually (laughs) genetically a Republican. I'm just... That's because I live my individual life that way, so my politics need to line up with how I actually conduct my own personal life, right? So...
2: Yes, if I may interject, though, there is no tar and feathering. There is no uh, anything. What you do is you're able to do, according to the Seventh Amendment, common law, grand jury, is strip people of their wealth and all their money, and including their family and anybody who's related to them or associated with them. You can just run down the chain. And I love that,
1: and I think we should. I mean, imagine uh, taking all the wealth from George Soros, etc. right? Love the idea yes, of that. Anybody who's, who's I...
2: convicted 25 informed jurors, it's a quorum of 25, and that's what needs to happen. People need to do this and pressure them. And I've always said whether it happens or not, for Ken, who's a poo-pooer, whether it happens or not, it's going to uh, unequivocally prove the lawlessness we live under that if we can't exercise the Seventh Amendment common law grand jury and no sheriffs and people will actually implement this and help implement it and, 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 and put these people in custody and, and uh, seize their bank accounts. And, that, and, oh, no, and that's no, right. going to turn around things. On? I don't know what. That, it's the only feasible okay. way.
5: What
3: I by the
2: Constitution.
3: what, what I presented opinion. as becoming a uh, – declaring your status as a U.S. national is so that you can put yourself into that common law arena. I am there. So I'm not advocating fear. I'm not advocating doing nothing. And I don't appreciate you throwing me into the lump of being some government stooge either. I'm trying to talk about doing this legally, And non-violently. That's
2: not fear-based. I yield.
1: All I'm interested in is whatever is pragmatic and whatever is going to move us forward, right? There's no way I'm going to be able to educate the entire American public on this thing about state nationalism. But they already buy into that we have a constitution. There's all of the law behind it. And if we can start to, at the local level, flex our muscle and actually begin to prosecute some of these local, local – uh, I, I, honestly, I, I really do believe that if we start to actually put some local people in jail, or at least even the threat of jail, then a lot – like these NGOs, you know, let's say the local Catholic parish down the street who is hiding – illegal someplace in your county if they start to realize that they might actually go to jail that's a practical thing I'm a pragmatist above all I appreciate I I, I remember the state nationalist stuff I spent a lot of time on it several years ago I lost interest in it because it didn't feel like it was going to do anything and honestly I got to say I think that tactical civics can I really do, and I hope that we can all get together on it because it's something that the public can understand, right? And and we've got the muscle behind it. We've got the financial behind it. We've got the influencers behind it. It's right here. It's right now. Uh, people are really talking about it in terms of this uh, uh, Info- the 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 invasion of our border. So it you, has a practical you, application. Yeah, and that's what named, we're looking for.
2: Name the specific crimes and name the specific criminals. And there's plenty of examples of treason going on right now in every government, local, to federal, all the way up through, especially the president of the United States, for Christ's sake. I mean, <laughs> right. treason abound everywhere you look. No. What
0: well, right, these man- grand juries will yeah, be very busy. Reason. Common
1: law grand juries. Well, yes, yeah, common law to, grand juries. Go to the go to the Florida Fix. Look at what's happening on their website. Look at what they're doing uh, in terms of the four different grand jury indictments that they brought out since 2022 on COVID crime on uh, stealing the election, on the border crime, and the sodomy madness that needs to end in our public schools. You know, it's happening. There's a place in our country where people are actually being affected using the grand jury system. And to me, I'm just practical. If it's working someplace, we can make it work some other place. And I don't have to convince anybody right.
0: you know, about Final about thoughts, that. everybody? Jason, you got
5: any final thoughts? Uh, it sounds also what Roger Sales has always been talking about. We have to wait until enough people are educated and aware, and and this more systematic, uh, tactical approach that um, Tactical Civics is sharing is what Roger Sales kind of has. Been, I would think, uh, has been missing and was, was talking about to get out to the masses.
0: Right. Nice. JJ, you got any final thoughts? We've got a couple minutes Absol- left.
5: Absolutely.
2: Uh, uh, first and foremost, to be a, a, a part of the quorum of 25 informed jurors, you have to understand what jury nullification is and why it exists. and who That's really where you exercise your power as an individual. And, and and that's really the main qualification, understanding how and why that is, is exists at all. Right. But yes. And 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 as I say, uh, you know, as far as the godliness or Christian or whatever, it all sums up it, to me in goodness. And and in order for goodness to exist, it takes selfless acts of goodness perpetuated. Right. And as long Dude, those as are those, all great if people points. people are doing wow. that, then goodness indeed
0: exists. Right. When well, unfortunately, guys, we're running up yeah, to the thanks. very end of the show. Okay, Jason and uh, JJ, thanks for calling in. You call us Ken. Appreciate your call in always. Ray, appreciate you calling in. and Hope you all have a great weekend, and thanks for joining us, everybody. Appreciate it. Thanks a lot.
4: till the cows come home to get your new Ease-Off drop-and-lift?
1: What in the world is an Ease-Off drop-and-lift?
4: Our Ease-Off is a new tool to increase production for your meat processing company that will get that whole hog or half a beef on or off your rail with our remote control. That sounds great, but can I afford it? Sure! And the Ease-Off installs fast. The effortless operation will reduce fatigue, speed up your line, and increase profits.
1: Hey, I'm convinced. Where can I get my ease off?
4: Go to easeoff.com. That's E A Z E O F F.com. And hurry because we're offering free shipping for a limited time. easeoff.com. We make pigs fly. Cows, too. Easeoff LLC, 417
1: 932 6419.
3: You're listening to Real Talk Radio, only on the Republic Broadcasting Network.